Hello, my gratitude first gardeners. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? I hope you are having an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing month, an amazing year. Yay, guys, we have so much to celebrate this weekend. Like what? Like it's Christmas in June. Hello. <laughs> But first of all, I want to know exactly how you guys are doing. So come and say hello to me on Instagram at gratitude first, gratitude one st, or you can email me and say hello. Uh, my email is hello at gratitude first, gratitude one st.com. I love to connect with you all. If it's your first time tuning into the Gratitude First podcast, thank you so much. And if you have been a longtime listener of mine, thank you for just rolling with me for however long you've been, you know, connecting with me on the podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, let's talk about all of our celebrations this weekend. <laughs> okay, where do we start? Like, okay, um, let's start with Juneteenth. Let's start with Juneteenth, guys. Happy Juneteenth, OMG. Guys, this is just so amazing. I love the fact that I am seeing so many different celebrations going on. I love the fact that it is now recognized as a federal holiday. I love the fact that so many companies are honoring Juneteenth, like my company is honoring Juneteenth, and we have Monday off. Also, my son's school has closed for Juneteenth. And that makes me so happy. But let me back up. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know what Juneteenth is, don't feel bad, you guys, because honestly, I did not know until my mom told me like two years ago, <laughs> or it may have even been last year, guys, I have to do better with my history, guys, I really have to do better. So if you don't, if you have no idea what it is, and you're like, Erica, what are you even talking about? So my mom had to break it down for me. I think she was a little shocked when I was like, Mom, what is June? <laughs> what is Juneteenth? She just started talking about Juneteenth. And I was like, Mom, what? what is Juneteenth? I think she, if I remember the conversation correctly, I think she was a little shocked, like, Erica, come on now. But guys, I didn't, my mom broke it down for me and I also did some research on my own. So don't feel ashamed if you have no idea. But Juneteenth is, at, so it took place after the Civil War. And basically, the after the Civil War, this is the day on June 19th when I think it was like over 250,000 slaves were told that they were free in Texas. Like what? That that wow. That's amazing you guys. So that they started calling it 
Juneteenth, but it's really celebrated on June 19th. So basically tomorrow. But, you know, since tomorrow is a Sunday, I guess a lot of, you know, companies and places are um, really like honoring it on Monday, right? But yeah, so it's basically when the slaves, you know, specifically in Texas, um, were told that they were free. And I just, you know, I just had to take a moment and put, of course, we can never truly put ourselves, you know, in the slave shoes, like none of us will ever know what that feels like. But I just had to sit with that for a minute and just, you know, first of all, honor them and give thanks, you know, to all of the people who came before us, who basically built, <laughs> you know, built this country, like with their hands, like if we're going to be, you know, honest about it. But, you know, I just had to sit with, you know, the fact that what would it feel like for somebody to, you know, come and and say, like, you're free, you know, what kind of emotions would wash over me, you know, if I was an enslaved person back then, right? Like, I don't, I just had to sit with how monumental that would be, right? Especially if you, you know, especially if you remember, you know, being brought over from whatever country you were brought over from, you know, but I know a lot of people were actually born into slavery, but still, you know, they probably have heard the stories from their parents or grandparents or elders or what have you about what it was like to live in their country before, you know, being brought here and all of that stuff. And so, I don't know. I just I I just had to sit with that for a moment. If you know someone all of a sudden came to me and said like you're free now. You know, I don't know. Would you believe it? Would you think it's a joke? Like what I don't know. Would you cry? Would you sit in shock and just like, you know, I don't it's just so I see I'm at a loss for words that never happens you guys <laughs> it's just so profound to think about it and to kind of put yourself in your shoes like how you know how what emotions ran over them at that time you know what happened I would love to see like a playback of like what happened like after somebody comes to you and says you're free now you know how did they tell them that they were free like what you know what what happened after that you know but either way you know I just think it's amazing that we're honoring you know, our ancestors and the people who came before us who worked so hard, you guys, like harder than any of us will ever work in our lives with less rights, you know, no freedom, families being ripped apart from each other. And I'm not going to go deep into this because it just makes me sad, you know, and I truly feel like, you know, we're feeling, we still feel the aftermath of families being torn apart from each other. I still feel like we feel that today. You know, I feel like, and I don't feel this, but it's actually proven that trauma is passed down 
through the DNA, right? It is, it's scientifically proven now that trauma is passed down through the DNA. So what your parents experience, like the very traumatic, life-altering, life-transforming events that your parents experienced or your grandparents experienced or your great-grandparents experienced, your great-great-grandparents, so on and so forth, right? Scientifically, it has been proven that trauma is passed down from generation to generation, right? And you can call it what you want. You know, you can call it, you know, a generational curse or whatever, but scientifically they have proven that, right? And I still feel like we feel the aftermaths of a lot of that today, right? So uh, I just, you know, I just have to sit and give honor to our ancestors, to the people who came before us, who really enabled us to have this amazing life that we have today. No matter what you feel about your life, it sure as heck, whatever you are going through right now, it sure as heck is better than living in the 1800s, right? Definitely. So I just have to give honor to that and to them for paving the way so many sacrifices so many hardships I you know we we can't we can read the history books right we can look at the movies you know we can hear the stories if you talk to your elders right my great grandma has told us a lot of stories about what it was like um for her you know she was so basically a maid, right? And she um, cleaned a lot of very wealthy people's houses, you know, and she said that she learned so much um, about etiquette and things like that from cleaning houses. So she was able to pass that down to like my grandma, Um, you know, so that, you know, that was something that she actually says that, you know, I don't know if you want to call it good, (laughs) but she learned a lot from cleaning, you know, people's houses. But she basically, my great grandma, you know, just basically cleaned a lot of very, you know, wealthy, well-to-do people's houses. And she would tell us stories about that, you know. Um, But guys, you know, our ancestors, our elders, you know, you can hear the stories, you can read the history books and all of that, but we will, guys, we have it so good in today's age. You know, again, I know that we all go through our hardships. I know that, you know, we all have our ups and downs, right? Yesterday, I had a down day. I was just feeling really, really down, (laughs) you know, but I had to shift my perspective And I had to say, Erica, God, look around, honey. Like, look around, girl. You are so incredibly blessed, right? But I allowed myself to feel the feelings, you know, and I allowed myself to cry it out and purge, right? And, you know, I just said a prayer to God (laughs) when I was going to bed last night. I said, God, I need a really good dream. You know, if you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, I have a lot of very vivid dreams. 
And I was just feeling really down last night, you guys. And, you know, I took a very long walk in nature. My mom um, kept my son for the the day so that I can just have a breather. Thank you, mom. <laughs> but um, I just took an extra long walk in nature last night. I was like, God, I just need to get in nature. I just need to you know, just feel nature. Nature makes me so happy, you guys. And I just hugged a tree. (laughs) It felt like, guys, if you have never hugged a tree before, I heard somebody talking about this on a podcast. I was like, yes, I'm not the only crazy one out here. (laughs) But if you have never hugged a tree before, you guys, it works. I'm telling you, when I hugged that tree, oh my God, I literally felt the burdens release from me you guys it definitely works so if that is something you're interested in (laughs) try hugging a tree it really works you guys especially if you're feeling really sad and down but I just I just spent a long time in nature just knowing that I didn't have a time limit I didn't have to go pick up my son or anything so thank you mom for that day that day off but um yeah but then when I got home you guys and you know during my walk I was feeling so good but when I got home I just started feeling down again and I just said a prayer to God I said God I really need a good dream tonight so I can wake up tomorrow and feel amazing (laughs) and guys God gave me the best dream I swear it was the best dream I have ever had in my life you guys so when when I tell you that God listens my loves you just have to ask you know you just have to say God I this is a really crappy day you know and it doesn't even have to be any anything monumental that happened nothing monumental happened to me yesterday it's just sometimes you know we go through these emotions you guys we're not always happy we're not always you know chipper and cheerful right sometimes we're just feeling down sometimes we're just you know we're looking at certain things in our lives and we're like man you know why hasn't this happened yet you know i me being um a quad like i have (laughs) i pulled up my chart you guys okay wait we're gonna i'm like digressing so much right now we're gonna go back to juneteenth and we're gonna honor our ancestors and i'm gonna close out juneteenth happy juneteenth my loves um I just want, you know, I hope that you have a chance this weekend to really honor the people who have come before you, Um, the, the hard work, the sacrifices that they have made. I really just hope that you just take one little teeny weensy second out of your day to just say thank you, right? If you have a grandma or a grandpa still living, you know, call them up and just say thank you. You know, they have paved the way in so many ways for you, you know, to be here right now, right? To have what you have, right? If your great grandma or great grandpa is still living, you know, and you're able to call them up, please call them you know, and just say thank you because, you know, they have done so much for us, even your parents, right? Anybody who has come before you, you know, just honor them, honor them and just say thank you, 
right? Um, I'm going to go to a celebration today, um, a Juneteenth celebration. Um, so, you know, if you're able to get out and go, like, you know, just it, it could be a really fun activity for yourself, for you and your significant other, for you and your um, for you and your family, right? So if you're able to just go out and go, and you don't have to be black to go, right? You don't, I feel like, you know, we all should learn about each other's history. I love learning about other cultures and, you know, the, the things that other cultures have had to go through other people other races have had to go through right so all of us have suffered in some type of way all of our ancestors have gone through something in some type of way right you know people have struggled to get over here right people have dreamed of better you know having a better life in america or wherever you are right so maybe your ancestors you know struggled to migrate to america you know because they were told that you know hey you're gonna have an amazing life over here right so you know i think that we should all learn about each other's past and each other's history but since it is juneteenth right let's honor juneteenth and what our ancestors have gone through and if you're able to you know go out and find a celebration or just pick up a book or read an article and learn a little bit more about it i definitely think you should do that right it's good to you know know you know the history of where you live or you know just history in general right and if you don't, and if like, again, guys, if you haven't, um, if you had no idea what Juneteenth is, please don't feel bad. Because <laughs> listen, up until a couple of years ago, I did not know you guys. And that's one thing, you guys, I hear a lot of people blaming the school system, you know, and yes, the school system, they don't teach us a lot of things. I will definitely say that, right? But our educators, we have some amazing educators out there, you guys. One of my friends is a teacher. I come from a very long history and line of educators and teachers, right? So, you know, we have a lot of teachers, the, the teachers who have taught my son have done an amazing job. We have so many amazing teachers, you guys. So yes, you know, everything is not in the history books. That is very true. And I even think what my mom told me about Juneteenth, I was like, wow, mom, this, I never learned about this in school, right? So it's true. But we also have to take it upon ourselves, my loves, to learn our history or the history of other people. You know, we cannot go our whole lives blaming the school system, right? You know, I have been a full adult for what, over 10 years now, 15 years or something like that. I don't know. I'm horrible at math. But anyway, what I'm saying is I have been a full adult for many years, right? So if I, you know, right now, am still blaming the school system, like, you know, it's okay to say it, right? Okay, yeah, they didn't teach us that in school. But then, 
It's up to you to pick up a history book or to read an article or to, you know, learn about whatever history you're attempting to learn about on your own, right? It's up to us to teach our kids, right? If they're not going to teach it in schools, you know, whatever you want your kids to learn, right? I hear a lot of people say they don't teach finance in schools. Guess what I'm doing with my son right now every single night? I am teaching him about money. I am teaching him about finance. I have brought him books that I read to him every night about finance and money, right? I cannot, it is not enough for me. And here we go. I'm preaching y'all. You you hear my tone of voice change. (laughs) I'm passionate about this, but it is not, you know, it is not up to me to say, oh, that, you know, they're not going to teach my son about finance in school and then leave it at that. No, I am a parent, but I'm also his teacher, right? And his teachers do a phenomenal job. His teachers do an amazing job. So I don't want to discredit them at all. But I know there's a curriculum that they have to stick to, right? And so if I want my child to learn something outside of that curriculum, aka finances or whatever it is, Spanish, they don't teach Spanish in my son's school. So guess what? I have enrolled him in private Spanish lessons, right? They don't teach finance in my son's school. So guess what? I have brought finance books so that I could read to him. And now he's asking me questions. Mommy, you know, he's asking me questions about money. He's asking me questions about savings. I um I did this thing where I have little savings jars. So one jar is for savings and I put money in that jar. And then he has to save that money. Another jar is for investing. Another jar is for giving it away. And then another jar is for spending. And I put money in his little jars, me and his dad, whenever his dad comes over and gets him, you know, he'll he'll put money in his jar as well. But we put money in his little jars and then he knows that he can pick up his spending jar and he can spend that on what he wants. He knows that he has to save his savings jar, right? He knows that for his giving jar, we're going to find a charity or something to give that away to. And I haven't I invest in stocks for him myself, so I haven't really done a lot with the investing yet, but I'm going to start teaching him about investing, right? And I'm going to get, as he gets older, I'm going to get mentors who know a lot more about investing in money than I do to teach my child, right? So there's only a certain level that I'm going to be able to take him to, and then I'm going to get mentors and people who know you know, maybe when I remarry, you know, my husband will know a lot about finances, hopefully, and he can teach him, right? But if not, um, then, you know, I'm going to find some mentors that are going to be able to take my son to the next level and teach him, you know, what I haven't been able to teach him, right? But it is up to us to learn our history. It is up to us. If they don't teach finance in school, you know, it is up to us, my loves, to pick up a book, to do, you know, take some courses, take some extra classes, you know, go to some networking events or events where they're teaching about finance, hire a coach, hire, you know, somebody who can teach us. It is up to us to take our education into our own hands, right? I'm not going to sit here 
and blame the school system for not teaching financial literacy in the schools, you know, to my child. I know I am also his teacher and I am going to teach him financial literacy. And I know that I don't know a lot, you know, I'm going to teach him what I know. And then when it comes to a point where I feel like I've taught him everything, I'm going to find somebody else who can teach him, whether that's my, my, my husband, um, whenever I get married again, or whether that's somebody else, but I'm going to find somebody who can teach him who knows more than I know about finances. Okay. So guys, there comes a point where we have to stop saying, you know, uh, we have to, you know, we can't use the school systems as a crutch, right? I don't know this because they didn't teach me. Pick up a book, my love, pick up a book, read an article, you know, go to some classes. If you want to learn more about your history, pick up a book and learn, right? Google is your best friend. YouTube, anything you want to know is on Google and YouTube now. (laughs) So there's no excuses anymore, right? And yeah, it's okay to acknowledge that, you know, they have a curriculum that they have to stick to in school. So it's okay to acknowledge, you know, they don't teach us this and that's fine, right? But there comes a time where you have to teach yourself and you have to, you know, if you have children, you have to teach them whatever it is that you want them to know, right? I work with my son all the time on what I feel like he's lacking in school, right? I worked with him on his reading. I worked with him on math, right? Now I'm we're, we're heavy into the financial um, literacy because he's five. And I think that, you know, he he's at an age now where he's understanding. He is understanding because he's asking me questions. Um, so now I'm working with him on financial literacy. I want him to be better. You know, I'm just learning really how to really manage my finances well, how to be good with my finances. I don't want him to be my age and trying to learn, right? I, I want my son to grow up with this knowledge, right? And so it's up to me as his parent slash teacher to teach him, right? So we have to work with our kids And we have to work with ourselves on whatever it is that we want to learn that we feel like we didn't learn in school. Okay, so happy Juneteenth, (laughs) my rant. (laughs) Happy Juneteenth and just honor, honor, honor your ancestors, my loves, the people who have come before you. That entrepreneurial spirit you have that came from your grandma or your great grandpa or your great great grandpa, right? The fact that you are a teacher or an educator or you like to help people to learn, right? That came from your elders, from your ancestors, right? That book that you want to write, right? Your writing skills came from your elders and your ancestors. Honor them, right? You know, you didn't just pick up these skills on your own, <laughs> they came from the people who came before you, right? The fact that we have our freedom, there is no excuse in the year 2022 that you cannot be, do, and have whatever it is that you want. And I know sometimes it's hard, you guys. I know everything is not perfect, and I'm not saying that by any means. I know that there's still a lot of inequality out there in many ways, right? 
So please don't say that I'm, you know, please don't think that I'm saying everything is perfect. But what I am saying is that you, you can learn anything that you want to learn if you take the time and if you have the discipline to sit down and learn it. If you want to start a business, guys, you can literally start a business today or this week and start making sales within a couple of days, right? If you want to write a book, you can go on YouTube and learn how to write a book, right? If you want to, you know, have some sort of degree, you can take online courses right now and and have, you know, get your degree. There is no excuse. There's no excuse for not being, doing, and having whatever you want. It just takes a little bit of discipline. It takes some time and it takes dedication. You are all very smart, intelligent, amazing humans that can literally do whatever it is that you want to do, right? And this isn't the 1800s anymore where there are so many limitations and restrictions and no freedom and, and people weren't even allowed to learn how to read or write. This isn't, sorry guys, this isn't, um, you know, this isn't, you know, whatever time in history where there were so many restrictions, right? You have literally no restrictions now. You can literally go on the internet, take some classes and learn and do and be whatever it is that you want. And we owe it to the people who came before us, guys, to be our best versions of ourselves, right? We owe it to them because they work so hard and they sacrifice so much so we can have this amazing life. So happy, happy, happy Juneteenth, my loves. And thank you to all of the people who came before us, who paved the way and sacrificed so much and even sacrificed their lives for us to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next, happy Father's Day! (laughs) Yay! Oh my goodness. So it is also Father's Day this weekend. Oh my gosh, guys. I hope oh, I hope you get to spend time with the fathers in your life, whether that is your hubby or your significant other or your own father or whoever, your grandfather, whoever is in your life right now who has been a father figure, maybe your mentor, because I know a lot of, you know, a lot of us didn't grow up with our biological fathers, right? So if you have a mentor, a stepdad, I don't like that word, I like to call them bonus dads. So if you had a bonus dad, I had an amazing bonus dad, you guys, who transitioned actually five days after my son was born, the day after my birthday. That was a very difficult, 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 difficult birthday. (laughs) Such a difficult birthday season and such a difficult season, like right after my son was born. Um, my bonus dad or stepdad transition that was very tough, very, very hard. But he was so amazing. He taught me and my brother so 
much. I can still see his smile. I can feel his hug. He was an amazing cook. And he just gave me so many life lessons that I still take to this day that I still remember. I remember his words and what he taught me and what he said to me, you know, to this day. The day before he transitioned on my birthday, you know, I was still in the hospital with my son and he called me up and we had the most amazing conversation ever. Like, like just we talked for so long. We laughed. He read this amazing, beautiful poem to me that I now have framed and um, I hung it up in my son's room and it was all about you know, how I was going to be an amazing mom. And he knew that I was going to be an amazing mom. And it just made me cry. We just had literally the best conversation ever. And I was sitting in the hospital bed. My son was right next to me, just born. Um, And he had to stay in the hospital because of some complications. But he's healthy now. (laughs) He's very healthy. Um. But yeah, my stepdad, my bonus dad, he just called me and we just had the most amazing conversation. And then the next day, my brother called me and, you know, he he told me um, that news. And I just like I, I, <laughs> I broke down so hard that the nurses ran into the room because they thought I was like dying or something. They like three nurses like ran into the room. That's how loud I cried in the hospital when my brother told me that. But yeah, you know, my stepdad, he was just, guys, he was he was so amazing. I can literally see his smile right now. And I also said a prayer, you know, for my biological father this weekend as well, you know, and I just wished him the best. I, you know, wherever he is, whatever he's doing, I wished him so much joy and happiness. You know, I don't know my biological father at all, but, you know, uh, you know, the fact that I'm here is because of him, right? And my mom. So I just, you know, I just wished him happiness and good health and peace and prosperity and just all, you know, whatever his heart is desiring right now, I just you know, prayed that that came to him. And, you know, I just, you know, just let out a little tear and just cried for him and just, you know, kind of energetically wrapped my arms around him, you know, and said, you know, just thank you. Thank you for the fact that I'm here, right? And so whether you know your biological father or not, or maybe you had a bonus dad in your life, you know, whoever has been a mentor, a father figure, a leader, you know, our men are leaders, you guys. They're such amazing leaders. And I know as women, you know, sometimes we have to, you know, lead, right? But, you know, there's, to me, a a man's leadership is just something out of this world. If he's leading in the right way, right? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of men that lead <laughs> in, you know, not so good ways, but a very powerful, strong leader, you know, who you can fully trust to lead your family, your household, your community, 
in the right way, you know, who you know that they have your best interest at heart, right? Who you know that you can just rely on, you know, you can, you know, they can be strong when you're not strong, you know? Our men are just so amazing in so many ways. The wisdom that they carry, right? The this sometimes it's even a silent strength, right? My grandfather would be an example of that silent strength, right? He just does what he needs to do. He doesn't talk about it too much. He doesn't have to broadcast it out to the world, right? He's just that silent strength, right? And then there's people like my son's father, right? Even though me and my son's father are not together, I tell him all the time, like, you are an excellent father, you know, and I make sure that I give him his flowers while he's here. And even though we're not together, you know, we are friends and we are amazing co-parents and it's not perfect. We have our bumps, right? No, no co-parenting or even parenting relationship is ever going to be perfect. We come from different backgrounds, you know, sometimes we see things a bit differently, but I still trust his leadership, right? I don't know, you know, I can only nurture and raise my son to a certain, you know, what I'm saying is that I feel like at a certain point in a boy's life, you know, a man really needs to just be there like hands on and, you know, all of that, because I don't know what it's like to be a man living in this world, right? And so I really feel like our children, especially our boys, need our men to navigate this world. I only know the experience of living in this world through my eyes, through a female's eyes, right? And so, you know, I'm so thankful that my son has his dad to sort of, you know, teach him, teach him what it's like, you know, as he grows to be a man, right, in this world, right? And so I tell my my son, and he tells me too, you know, he sent me the other day, he sent me this beautiful long text message just telling me how happy he is that I am our son's mom, how like how I am the best mom in the world. He's so grateful for me. And that that text message really touched my heart. So we give each other our flowers, you know, but you know, we, you know, my son's dad, he's just there, you know, whatever my son needs, he's there. I have literally never taken my son to a barber shop ever. My son is five years old, right? My son's dad has always taken him um, to get his hair cut. <laughs> I've never stepped into a barber shop with my son, right? And it's so it's those little things like whatever clothes, you know, my son needs, even if I need something like, you know, sometimes I have to call people to fix certain things around the house, right? But if I, you know, if my son's dad can fix it, right? He'll fix it. He helped me clean out <laughs> my garage. <laughs> You know, it's just little things like that. You know, we really help each other and wherever I can help him out. You know, I help him out as well. Right. But we help each other. Right. And if you're in a co-parenting situation, my loves, it doesn't have to be all negative. It doesn't have to be all hate. Right. 
you know, put whatever happened aside for the sake of your kids, right? And I know that maybe you experienced a lot in your relationship, whether you're the man or the woman, or if you're in a man-man-woman-woman relationship, whatever, right? I know that there was probably a lot that happened. I know that there was probably, you know, some things that hurt you, right? But, you know, we have to come together for the sake of our children, right? And I'm not saying to stay in really negative situations, but if you are in a situation right now where you have to co-parent, don't hold on to that anger. Don't hold on to that whatever happened, right? Please do not hold on to it. Let it go, right? Let it go. And trust me, you know, you can't only blame the other person. It takes two to make a relationship not work or a marriage not work. You know, you somewhere in there did something too, right? So let's just say that. But if, you know, if you feel like the other person really, really hurt you, I get it, you know, but if they are a person of sound mind, if they are not, um, like physically dangerous to be around your children, right? Or your child, please find a way to put, you know, that, you know, not bury it, but just, you know, just think about the children's best interest or your child's best interest, right? And say, hey, can we at least, you know, come together so when we're in each other's presence, our children or our child can see us interacting happily, right? Your child loves both of you, you know, both of you equally. Your child doesn't want to see the parents fight and argue and bicker, right? And so whatever differences you have, you know, just have a talk with your parent, your, the other parent, of course, when, when your child is not there, and just say, hey, you know, let us just come together, let our children or our child see us happy, you know, let us see, let them see that we can still be friends, even though we're not in the same household, we're not together romantically, right, you know, have those types of conversations, right, and, and just do, you know, what is in the best interest of your children, it doesn't have to always be an argument, you know, I don't ever down talk my child's father to my child ever. You will never hear me say anything negative about my child's father to my child. When I'm talking to my child, his father is the the king. He is the best dad in the world, right? He is the most amazing person in the world. I will never, ever, ever, ever say anything negative about my son's father to my son, right? And so whatever, you know, happened between us, it happened, right? And then we put it aside and we come together for the best interest of my son, right? And so we have to, you know, as parents, whatever situation you're in, you have to think about, you know, it's already hard enough that, you know, I think about this, like my son is going to grow up, you know, in a broken household. And I think about that, you know, and it makes me feel bad. But then I have to say, okay, how can we make the best of this situation? And we can come together, we can be friends, we can be friendly, we can be cordial, you know, so my son can see that we can interact with each other without 
arguing or bickering or, you know, making disgusting faces <laughs> at each other or rolling our eyes at each other or what have you, right? <laughs> So, you know, and sometimes we go on outings together just so, you know, we may go to a lunch or something together with my son, you know, just so that he can see, you know, us together and interacting and hey, mommy and daddy are still friends. We both love you. Right. You know, and so he doesn't feel that void. Right. And so thank you to my child's father. You are an amazing dad. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <sighs> Our dads are so amazing. And I know some amazing dads, some some of my friends, you know, when they talk about their kids or interact with their kids, I just look, you know, just think about how amazing the men in our lives are, you guys. The men in our lives are just priceless. You know, we need them in so many ways. So thank you to our men for being men, being leaders, you know, being strong when we can't be strong or we don't have the capacity to be strong, sharing your wisdom with us, right? <laughs> I know sometimes, you know, I can get super emotional. <laughs> and so, you know, the men in my life, like my brother, you know, he'll take me, you know, he'll call me down. And there's other guys in my life who are just very good about calming me down. Like, Erica, you know, <laughs> take a chill pill. So, you know, just thank you. Thank you to the men for just, you know, doing the things that we can't, you know, I don't think a woman can do everything, you guys. You know, there's men that build our houses. You know, I have never seen a, a woman plumber come to our house, come to, you know, my house and fix anything. You know, when I call a handyman, it's called a handyman because most of the people in that, you know, in that profession are men, you know? So I, you know, men do so much, you know, whether it's sharing their wisdom, whether it's protecting us, you know, keeping us safe, you know, whether it's leading us, whether it's building or fixing something, you know, whether it's just listening to us when we're <laughs> when we're going on and on and having our emotional days, you know, being there for our kids, you know, being leaders in the household, you know, for our families, for our kids, right? words of wisdom that they share, right? Just that silent love. Sometimes the love from a man isn't always, you know, loud and boisterous. Sometimes it's a very silent love. The acts of service that they do without ever, you know, having to say like, hey, I did this for you. You know, they just do it. These, the kind acts of service, you know, men are just so amazing in so many ways. So I just want to say, Thank you to our men. The Oh, my God, how can I forget the people who have served, you know, in the military to protect our country, you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our men. You are loved and needed and appreciated in so many ways, more ways than I can even list. Thank you to our fathers for being such amazing, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 
fathers and leaders in our households, leaders in our communities, leaders, you know, wherever you lead, whether it's in the workplace or, you know, in our churches, wherever you lead, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm not saying only men are leaders, please don't (laughs) misconstrue my words, but we're honoring the men right now for Father's Day, so I'm focusing on the men. (laughs) But thank you to our men for just doing such an amazing, amazing, amazing job. You might not always be appreciated. And so I want to take this time right now to say, Thank you. Thank you. Okay, my love. So the last thing I want to talk about today in honor of Juneteenth is freedom. I want to talk about how you can incorporate more freedom, more authenticity, right? Being your true self into your life. First and foremost, when we talk about being authentic and true and, you know, just really uninhibited and not really caring about what people think or say about us, that is really hard. It's really, really tough because, you know, society has put so many rules and stipulations around how you should act, who you should be, you know, what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, right? From everything to, you know, our education to, you know, jobs, even some people even still today feel like being an entrepreneur is, you know, I don't know, not good or not safe or not secure or too risky, right? You know, sometimes if you tell people like, hey, I'm starting a business, they're like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's really risky. And yeah, in a lot of ways, starting a business is risky. A lot of many businesses do not make it, right? But it's like if we go after our dreams or if we express who we truly are, there's so many rules and stipulations and, you know, just, you know, regulations in society that tells us what we can do, who we should be, who we shouldn't be, what's okay, what's not okay. And I just want to give you permission and I want you to give yourself permission to pull back the curtains, take off the mask and say, listen, this is who I am. You're going to have people that leave your life. You know, you're going to have people that criticize you. You're going to have people that talk about you, whether it's in your face or behind your back, you know, but with, you know, in honor of Juneteenth, I was just thinking about, you know, how, you know, how are we not free in, in what other ways are we not free? You know, guys, there's, there's so many people who are living these extremely fake, phony lives that they have, you know, that society or their parents or their religion or, you know, whatever has created for them to say, Like, oh, you're not allowed to be this because that's wrong. Or you're not allowed to feel this or think this because that's not right. I even had, um, you know, those thoughts recently, like, God, you know, (laughs) this isn't right. You know, the, you know, 
things were happening. And I was like, no, this goes against, you know, everything that, you know, I've been taught that's right and wrong, my values, my morals, you know, and I had to, you know, kind of step back and say, you know, Erica, it's okay, right? You don't have to be so, first of all, what I was talking about was something that I can't you know, even really control. And so it was like, if it's out of your control anyway, why are you being like so hard on yourself, you know? And a lot of things, you guys, it's it's just who you are, right? It's who you are. If you have grown up and you have always wanted to own your own business, but you're surrounded by family members who, you know, only believe that a nine to five is the correct path, that's okay for them. You know, if that's what they believe, if that's what they want to do, that's okay for them. But you don't have to feel bad or shame or like you have to hide who you really are because you want to start your own business. You know, sometimes you're meant to be the person in your family or in your friend group or in your community that does it first. Sometimes you're meant to be the you know, what do they call it? Like the pioneer, the person who does it first and paves the way for other people so that you can show them that it's possible, right? Like the guy who ran the mile um, in like four minutes or under four minutes or something like that. Before he did that, everyone thought it was impossible, like literally impossible to run a mile in four minutes, right? But then, and I forgot the guy's name, I'm so sorry, but he did it. And then I think the next year after he did it and he showed other people, hey, it's possible. Then I think the next year, another guy was able to run the mile in four minutes or less, right? And then now other people have since been able to do it, right? And so sometimes you are meant to be, you know, the change maker in your family, in your group, in your friend circle, what have you that shows other people that it's possible. But you know, what saddens me, you guys, and this just really breaks my heart, um, is when I talk to people, <laughs> me and my mom, we have the same thing. She was telling me this the other day where people just come to her and tell her like their deepest, darkest secrets, right? It's it's like people she never really, she doesn't really know, you know, like just random people are just so comfortable with like opening up to her. And I found that I experience that as well right where people are just really comfortable talking to me and opening up to me and I think a lot of it is because they know that I keep their stuff right whatever they tell me doesn't go outside and I don't tell other people and blast it to the world so they feel safe talking to me but I also think maybe there's something about my energy or my mom's energy that says hey it's okay but you know when people talk to me you guys I just feel so bad because you know sometimes people feel like they can't be themselves right in in so many different areas of their lives and I just want to give you 
permission. I want you, you have to give yourself permission. It's nothing if I give you permission, right? But you have to give yourself permission to be authentically and truly you, whatever that means, you guys. I'm telling you, right? When you come out of the closet, right? In whatever way you come out of the closet, right? Whether it's sexually, whether it's, you know, saying like, hey, I don't want kids. You know, women, women who don't want kids are criticized and shunned so much for not wanting kids. It's okay, right? I I wanted kids. I don't want a lot of kids, <laughs> but I have, you know, I wanted to be a mom and it was, you know, I I told this story, I won't go into it, but I thought for many years that I was not able to have a child. And so when I found out that I was pregnant with my child, I was overjoyed. I cannot even express how happy I was to learn that I was going to have a baby because I, you know, I just thought, and, and even when I met my son's dad, I told him, um, I can't have kids. So if you're expecting to like have a child, um, I'm not your person, right? And I told him that in the very beginning. And he looked at me and he said, Oh, no, you can have kids. And I was like, No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you're not hearing me. I can't have kids. And he was like, Well, the God I serve says that you can have kids. And so sure enough, we had a baby together. <laughs> so, you know, guys, but if you, you know, I was overjoyed to have my son, but, you know, there's women out there who don't want to have kids. There's men out there who don't want to have kids, right? And that is okay. You know, as society, we have to stop shunning people and making people feel bad for their wants and their desires and who they truly are, right? And so if you're a woman and you don't want to have kids, shout it to the rooftops, right? There's going to be people who, who criticize you. There's going to be people who shun you and who say, oh, you're wrong. What kind of woman are you? Blah, 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 blah. Let those people talk because first of all, having kids is not easy. It's the best thing, the best decision I've ever made in my life, but it's not easy, right? And so, and I'm so thankful to my son's dad for looking at me and saying, no, the God that I serve says that you can have kids. I was so adamant. I, I was telling him like, listen, <laughs> you know, I can't. And he, he told me, no, Erica, you can. And sure enough, very shortly, <laughs> very shortly after that, I ended up, you know, we ended up pregnant with our son. So for in in it was years, guys, years of me thinking that I couldn't have kids many years. Right. And so I thank my son's dad for that as well, for believing in God and having faith in God when I didn't, you know. So um, but yeah, you guys, whatever it is that you that you you know, want to, you know, whatever, whoever you truly are, right? Just take the mask off, you know, and it doesn't have to be now, right? You're going to know when the time is right, right? But 
you know, I want you to give yourself the freedom and the permission to be who you are, whether that's, you know, sexually is another big thing, right? You know, guys, I, I'm just so saddened that, and I know a lot of things are changing now, and I'm so happy that they're changing around sexuality, but it just makes it, it breaks my heart when people feel like they're not free to have whatever feelings they have or to love or to like, or to be attracted to whoever they are attracted to. Right. And I, you know, I'm putting religion and all of that aside, right. It saddens me when people feel like they have to hide who they are or who they're attracted to or what they feel, you know, imagine stuffing those feelings down for years and years and years and years and years, right? Whether you think it's right or wrong, you know, I'm, you know, put that aside and just put yourself in that person's shoes and imagine having to stuff certain feelings down and suppress certain feelings for years because you feel like your family or your friends or whoever they're going to disown you. That is hard, right? That is so hard. That drives people into depression. That drives people to drink and to use drugs to numb the pain, right? And to numb the fact that they can't be who they are. And I'm so saddened that we live in a world or a society that says, you know, it's, you know, you can't be this or you can't express this openly. And again, I know a lot of things are changing and I'm so happy, you know, about gay rights. And I'm just so happy that things are changing. But, you know, guys, I just feel like there's still a lot of stigma out there, right? There's still a lot of, you know, if you go to certain groups, you know, you're still going to be disowned or you're still going to be told that, you know, oh, you have a demon in you or that's of the devil and all of this stuff. And it just saddens me and it breaks my heart. So I know that a lot of this stuff is not easy, you guys. Even if you want to have, you know, let's talk about marriage. If you want to have a non-traditional marriage or if you don't want to get married at all, there are some people that do not wish to be married, you guys. There are some people that have... um what do they call it, like common law households where they're not actually married, right? I know a couple of people who, who are literally like, I do not want to get married. But people are, you know, on them, well, how can you not want to be married, right? Well, that's not right. Are you okay? Do you need to seek some therapy? No, guys. And yes, yeah, sometimes it is like, you know, a little bit of trauma in there or past hurts, past heartbreaks, right? But sometimes it's just that people don't want to be married, you know? And why do we as a society have to shove down somebody's throat like you have to act this way or you have to, you know, be this way or if you're not, if you don't want to get married, you're wrong, you know? That, guys, just we have to stop putting so much pressure and judgment on people and saying like, this is right, this is wrong. Or, you know, if you want even a non-traditional, you know, type of relationship or whatever, or type of marriage, right? 
why do we as a society get to paint the picture of, you know, this is what marriage is, or this is how your household should be run, right? And again, if you believe for religious reasons, like, okay, this is, you know, how we have to do things, but that that's fine, right? And that's, you know, that's your prerogative and your right. And, you know, if you're following your religion or whatever spiritual practice you believe in, that's amazing, right? But do not shun other people if they don't follow, if they don't have your same religious or spiritual beliefs, right? Don't shove it down their throat that they're wrong or they're evil or they have a demon or, you know, they need to you whatever they need to go and confess right don't shove it down people's throats that they're wrong because they don't you know follow your religious beliefs right or they don't have your same mentality or they don't think the same way or share the same beliefs or values as you i believe that we're all walking our own path right i believe that you know we're all seeking the same thing but in very different ways and we're walking very different different paths to get there and it is not up to me or you or anybody else to tell somebody how they should and shouldn't live how they should you know as long as they're not physically harming someone or abusing someone right you know emotionally mentally physically abusing or harming someone you know then what they do or what they think or how they want to live, you know, is up to them, right? And so, and I am guilty of this. I have to check myself sometimes and I have to say, Erica, you know, who are you to like think this way about this person, right? It's their life. It's their prerogative. And sometimes, you know, I have to go back and say, no, Erica, just because they don't believe this or whatever, it's none of your business, right? Wish happiness for them. Wish them, you know, that wish for them that their heart's desires be fulfilled. And that's it, right? And that, you know, if more people did that, you guys, like, hey, we don't believe the same thing or we don't think the same way, but I so wish happiness for you. And I, I honestly, truly wish nothing for the best for you. Not, oh, I wish nothing for the best for you and then go behind their back and talk about them. No, but if you truly, genuinely wish nothing for the best for them and say, hey, we don't believe the same thing, but that's okay, right? We don't run our households the same way. We don't have the same type of marriage or relationship or we don't believe the same thing sexually or, you know, we don't believe the same things when it comes to raising our kids or we don't have the same religious or spiritual beliefs we don't have the same values right whatever it is there's so many ways that we're different right but guys we have to learn how to respect and honor each other in our differences and stop shoving what's you know what people should think and how people should act and what people should believe down their throats right and for those of you who are hiding right now or feel like you have to wear a mask or feel like you can't fully be yourself or express who you are, you know, first of all, I want to say that I feel you. For so many years, you guys, 
you know, I told the story some episodes ago when I was doing my fireside chat about how I would go into the bookstore, you guys, and I would hide in a corner. I would pick up all these different religious and spirituality books, but I would hide in a corner and read them because I felt like, oh, if I wasn't reading something that was Christian, it was wrong or it was evil, right? Or people were going to judge me or look at me a certain way, right? And now that I have come out, basically come out of the closet and said, hey, you know, I believe in other things when it comes to spirituality. Even though I grew up as a Christian, Christian is Christianity is still very near and dear to my heart. I literally read my Bible every morning, right? I literally play Christian music for me and my son every morning. So Christianity is still very near and dear to my heart. But when I finally came out, And I said, hey, when it comes to spirituality, I also believe in this. And I also practice this. And I also, you know, read this. And I also gravitate and, you know, um, resonate with this, not just Christianity. When I finally came out of the closet, you guys, and I was like, listen, this is who I am spiritually. You can call me what you want, right? Call me a, the devil, call me a witch, call me a demon. I know who I am. I know that I'm a really good person. You know, I know that if you really got to know me, <laughs> you would see that I don't wish harm or bad or ill on anybody. And in fact, it's some of these, we're not going to get into that, but <laughs> the people who are, you know, yeah. We're not going to get into that. But if you really got to know people, right, um, get to know people first before you start judging them is what I'm saying, right? And if, and if you know, their, their spiritual beliefs don't resonate with you, that's okay. You can choose not to speak to that person. People have not spoken to me. People have dropped me, right? Not, you know, disowned me, whatever. That's fine. But guess what? When I came out and I said, listen, you know, I believe in other things as well. I'm okay with that. I felt so free and so liberated when I stopped hiding in the corner (laughs) in the bookstore and, you know, pretending that I would put another book underneath like my spiritual book or whatever so I would be pretending like if it was a book on real estate right I was really big into real estate back then as well so if it was a book on real estate I would find like a really big real estate book (laughs) and I would put it underneath whatever spiritual book I was reading um, just so people would think I'm reading a real estate book (laughs) that's how bad it was you guys And I just felt so ashamed and I felt like I had to hide, you know, who I was and what I, but for, and I tried to stuff it down, you know, you try to stuff it down and you try to say, no, this is not me. This is wrong. You know, I can't do this. Right. I I can't, you know, think this, I can't believe this. And you stuff it down and you push it away. And I still do that with some things in my life today that I'm working on. But you push it away, you stuff it down, you say, no, you know, be gone. This is <laughs> this isn't right. And you do all of these things to try to get rid of those feelings or gravitating towards that thing or believing that thing or really wanting that 
thing, you try to push it down and shun it away and it keeps coming back. Why? Because that's who you are, right? And, you know, the spirituality, it kept coming back, you guys. The different, you know, me wanting to learn about different spiritual practices and gravitating towards different spiritual practices, it kept coming back. And finally, I was just like, listen, I have to stop running from this. I have to stop hiding. I have to stop, you know, pretending, right? I have to take off the mask. I have to be authentic. I have to be free and be okay with being who I am. And people are going to leave you, right? People are going to drop you. People are going to say it's wrong. People are going to make fun of you. People are going to talk about you behind your back. You know, people that you thought would be in your corner and that would love you unconditionally, you're going to find out that their love is, in fact, very conditional. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But what I am saying is now I feel so much freer. I feel so much lighter. I feel so much more liberated now that I say, hey, you know, I believe in other things when it comes to spirituality. And in fact, I love learning about different spiritual practices. I love learning about what other cultures feel about spirituality. I love learning about different religions, right? I My morning practice isn't only reading my Bible and prayer. I do other things in my morning practice as well. And I'm okay with that. And if you're not okay with it, that's okay. We can respect each other's opinions and move on right? And so I'm not saying it's going to be easy, my loves. But what I am saying is that you deserve your freedom. You deserve your freedom, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's spirituality, whether it's, you know, you're gay or you're bisexual or whatever. There's so many different terms now for spirituality or for, um, for sexuality, I can't keep up. So please, you know, I hope I'm not offending anybody, but whatever you feel um, sexually, right, whatever term, you know, you use to express your sexuality, you know, whether it's sexual, whether it's, you know, marriage, when it comes to relationships or marriages, whether it's the fact that you do or don't want kids, you know, whether, you know, whatever, whether it's the fact that you want to start a business, right? Whether it's the fact that you're in a certain field. Some of you have built your careers in a certain field and you're realizing now you are in the wrong field. You're realizing now the last 10, 20 years, 15 years that you have spent building this career does not make you happy. It does not fulfill you anymore. And you're scared. You're scared to change. You're scared to start all over. And I get it, right? But what I am telling you is that you deserve your freedom. If you want to travel more, you know, say, I want to travel more and figure out how to travel more, right? If you want to tell, you know, if you, you know, and as moms, those of us who are moms, we're expected to be moms 24 7 365 so god forbid if we say hey i need a day off i need a break wow you know people look at us like you're a mom you need a break you need a day off yes i need a day away <laughs> from my child and that's okay right moms do not feel bad for saying, hey, I need a break. I need a day away. Whatever that looks like or means for you. You know, if you need to find a babysitter, if you need to, 
you know, take the kids to their grandparents' house, if you just need to tell your significant other, like, hey, I just want to, I'm literally going to be up the street. I just need a day in a hotel by myself. <laughs> like I know one of my friends who does that, right? She just takes a day in a hotel by herself, away from her kids, away from her significant other. And she's like, listen, you know, I just need a day, you know, but a lot of people would look at that and say, oh, you know, what kind of mother are you? What kind of wife are you? You know, we have to stop judging each other, you guys. This is what causes depression. This is what causes, and not to be morbid here, but this is what causes people to commit suicide because they are not free. They are not given permission to be themselves if they want to express themselves in a certain way if they're a mother and they say hey I need I'm going to be I'm literally going to be up the street this is the room I'm in but I literally need 24 hours to myself you know if you're a mother god forbid you ever say that because you're looked at as the worst mother in the world and so people think like I you know I can't I'm not free to express myself I'm not free to be who I am this leads people to depression this leads people to drinking this leads people to drugs this leads people you know to doing all types of activities just to numb the pain and numb you know the fact that they're not free to be who they are so I, I want you to give yourself permission today to be free, to be free. How are you going to be free, right? How are you going to take it upon yourself to create your own freedom? And it takes, you know, it's going to take sitting certain people down and having very tough conversations, very uncomfortable conversations with people, my loves. But I'm telling you, after, you know, after the storm quiets down, there's going to be a storm. Okay, I'm going to be upfront and honest with you. When you have these tough conversations with people, there will be a storm. There will be a tornado. There will be a hurricane. Okay, there will be <laughs> what other storm, what other, <laughs> there will be a windstorm, a dust storm, all at the same time. Your life will be turned upside down, especially if you're having really difficult conversations. There is going to be a storm. But after the storm clears, I promise you, you won't need those drugs anymore. You won't need all that alcohol anymore. You won't need to numb your pain in certain ways anymore. Those suicidal thoughts will go away because you're free, because you are free. You know, you don't want to be on your deathbed and saying, I wasn't ever free my whole life right? I was never free. You don't want that, my loves. You don't want to be on your deathbed and saying, listen, I never truly lived my life. I never lived. You know, I was alive. I was here on this earth, but I never lived. You don't want to be on your deathbed saying, I wore this mask my whole entire life. I never experienced what I was meant to experience here on this earth, right? I never got to do and experience and feel the things that I was meant to feel or experience or do because I was so worried about what other people would think. I was worried about the criticism and how bad people would talk about me and the people in my life who would leave me. You know, 
you don't want that, my loves, right? And the people, listen, the people who criticize you the most and who say, oh, you're wrong, those are the people who are have the biggest mask on themselves, right? Those are the people who never stepped outside of the box. They're doing what society or whoever tells them, you know, is right and wrong. They're basically robots going through this this life, you know, living a life that everybody else tells them that they should live. So the people who leave you or criticize you or call you names, those are the people who are not free themselves, who are wearing the biggest mask, who go home and they live totally different lives at home, you know, behind closed doors than they live outside and they show outside to the world. Trust me, the people that you think are living these bright, upstanding, you know, upright lives outside in the world to your face behind closed doors, (laughs) you would be shocked and surprised at the life that they actually truly live. But those, unfortunately, are the people who are the most hypocritical, that will criticize you the most, that will point the most fingers. So, you know, there just comes a point in your time in your life where you have to ask yourself, my love, you know, what's more important? Is it more important for me to have my freedom and to take off the mask and be authentically me? Or is the opinions of other people who are probably not being authentic themselves, but are their opinions more important than what I feel what I want, you know, who I truly am. You have to ask yourself that, right? And so I just made a decision that I was going to take off the mask, right? I was tired of hiding in the bookstore. I was tired of like, you know, being so hush-hush about what I feel, you know, what I desire and want and what I gravitate towards spiritually. I was just tired of it. I was tired of not being myself, right? And so there, you know, there's going to come a point where you're going to have to make that decision. And it doesn't have to be today, right? It can be next year. It can be three years from now. It can be in six months. It can be today. It can be tomorrow if you feel like you're ready for that. But, you know, you're going to come to this crossroads where you're going to have to make a decision. Like, do I continue to wear this mask and, you know, pretend to be someone that I'm not? Or do I just take a leap of faith? Do I take off the mask, rip off the Band-Aid? And do I decide to finally be free? And you're going to feel so much more liberated, right? And listen, you're going to lose people in your life. But guess what? You're also going to attract new people who gravitate and, you know, understand you and have compassion for you and don't judge you, right? And don't tell you that you need to change every two seconds, right? Now, if you're doing some really destructive behavior, my loves, then yeah, you know, you may need to go talk to, you know, maybe a therapist or a counselor or spiritual advisor or something, right? If you're doing something, you know, to harm yourself or to harm others, right? you know, there's, you know, probably some childhood trauma or deep-seated trauma or what have you that you need to really work out, right? But if, you know, if this is something that just really liberates you, you're not harming anyone, you know, 
it's just who you are you know it's you know it just comes a time my loves where you have to rip off the band-aid and take off the mask and say hey look it's going to be very uncomfortable for a while you know for me to be authentic and honest and true to myself it's going to be super uncomfortable you know i know that and just prepare yourself right people are going to talk about you people are going to leave you some people, you know, that you think may leave you, they may actually stay and they may actually understand you. And those conversations may go a lot better than you think, right? Sometimes we think the worst and the worst never happens, right? But yes, there are going to be other people who disappoint you and hurt you and make you sad because of the things that they say or because they ghost you or whatever. But I promise you, after the storm clears, you're just going to be able to breathe for the first time in your life, maybe. You're going to be able to just really breathe and say, listen, this is who I am. I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to feel guilt. You know, I this is me. And it's okay. And I love myself. And I'm giving myself the freedom and the permission to be free, right? I talked to somebody and I told them, like, you know, they were telling me, like, oh, you know, you're so, you know, like spiritual, basically. And wow, I just love your spirituality and your connection with God. And I was saying, oh, like, thank you, thank you. And so we got into like, you know, music and things like that. And so they were saying, oh, well, what type of music do you listen to? And so I started naming off like all of these different genres. And I was like, oh, yeah. And also, I just love like ratchet music and hip hop and dance and all of that. And I like dance. <laughs> I watch like these hip hop choreography videos, you guys. And <laughs> I try to do the choreography. So I was telling them, like, yeah, I also love really ratchet, like, gutter <laughs> music. And then they were like, oh, you, but you also listen to, like, rap and curse words and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I do. And somehow that was a problem because it's like, oh, but if you're super spiritual or whatever, and I don't like calling myself that, but that's what other people call me. But, you know, it's like, oh, well, basically you like if you have, you know, if you have this strong connection to God or the spiritual world, all of a sudden, you know, you're not allowed to listen to certain music. And, you know, I let that person have their opinion. You know, I didn't say, of course, I am very tactful <laughs> with the things that I say. So I didn't say anything like, you know, but I was just thinking like, wow, you know, it's like you you can be this, but you can't also be that, right? If you, you know, read your Bible every day, your, you know, rap music or whatever is out of the question. Now, I do believe that messages in certain rap songs and things like that can be very, very low vibrational, right? I definitely believe that. So I do believe you really should watch, you know, a lot of things that you listen to, a lot of things that you watch, right? I cannot watch scary movies because it just disrupts my spirit. And like, it just really disrupts my spirit when I see a lot of scary movies and gore and things like that. So I can't watch a lot of that stuff. So yes, I do agree with that 1000% that, you know, a lot of 
things and rap songs and things are very low vibrational, very, you know, can really disturb your spirit in certain ways. I definitely believe that. But it's at the same time, it's like, but, (laughs) you know, people are free, you know, people should be free anyway, you know, to read your Bible or to you know, strongly believe in spirituality or have a connection with God. And also I listen to rap music and I dance to choreography and I learn like really, really, you know, rap related choreography. And I learn those dances and I dance to that too. You know, why does it always have to be either or? Why can't it be and but or and, right? Why does it have to be either or, right? And so, you know, you guys, we have to just stop with all of these stigmas and like, you know, judgments. And, you know, if you're this, then you can't be that. No, I'm this and that, right? And, you know, (laughs) and I'm okay with that. Obviously, God hasn't blocked my blessings because I listen to rap songs, right? And so if God ever tells me, Erica, stop listening to rap songs, I'll stop listening to rap songs. But my blessings haven't been blocked because I listen to ratchet music. So, you know, it's just like we have to, you know, stop with all of these judgments, you guys, and all of this, you know, you can be this, but not that. You can like this, but not that, right? And so be free, my loves, is basically what I'm trying to say. Be free, right? Be free. And just, you know, give yourself permission to be liberated, to take off the mask, to be who you truly are, to love yourself enough to allow yourself to be free. You have to love yourself enough to allow yourself to be free. Okay. And I'm going to leave it at that. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for rocking with me on the Gratitude First podcast. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I hope you have a great day. Bye.